and welcome to Stop Your People Need You. I'm Danny Gray. As always, I am joined by the amazing, the awesome. Oh, no, hang on. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong notes. Uh, Luke's with me today. Hey, Luke. How you doing? Sorry, everyone. You can sit, If you go back a couple of episodes, he pretty much did that exact same gag. He is a bit of a broken record, Danny. <laughs> I did realise, as I was doing it, I thought, oh, I think I've done this one before. Oh, no. Yeah, you've done the awesome, you've done the it. amazing. Oh, no, I've, I'm reading off the wrong script. Oh, there you go. <laughs> People are finally starting to see what I suffer. We're about half a half a year into this, and they finally see what I have to put up with. Repetitive, Repetitive jokes. I know, exactly. I haven't got enough gags. That's what I need. Maybe I need to work on no. them more. But, but, of course, we are here to talk about today... Being aware of your unintended leadership legacy. Oh, blimey, I've got a bit of a mouthful there. Um, and and I, I'm curious about where this podcast will go, actually, Luke, because this one very much was started by yourself. You you set the, set the scene for today, um, and you've given me a bit of a headway on what I should be thinking about. But I think you should kick things off. Thank you. And, and I'm... I'm as curious about where this will go also because I don't entirely know the answers. It's one of those, we've had a few of them where it's I've, it's making mm. me think, but I don't know whether I entirely know how I feel about it. So I'll paint the, I'll paint the picture. Um, I'm on a bit of a fitness uh, regime at the moment with a friend. Uh, we catch up three times a week and um, he started a new job at the beginning of lockdown last year in the UK, he was headhunted by a former boss, someone that he has huge admiration for and respect for, hence he wouldn't have gone. Um, he's in the financial consultant analyst world um, and they've got a great relationship. And he was talking about some of the challenges like we all face on a day-to-day basis. Um, but he also said that it's pretty much written in the stars or it, you know, all being well, he'll be in a position in around 18 months to step into his, his boss's role. She has intentions to move upward sideways within this huge corporate organization. He says, but I don't fancy it. I was like, okay. He says, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it would be life changing financially. He said, but it's just not for me. I said, what do you mean it's not for you? You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not all, life's not all about cr- climbing the, uh, you know, the career ladder or, no. you know, some people are happy and know that they're within their comfort zone, but this isn't my friend. Like that's not, when he said it, I was like, okay, he moves around. Um, you know, he's always looking to step up, maybe move sideways because there might be a bit more opportunity in another industry, looks at industries quite specifically as to where the growth is, really thinks about his career. It's mapped out. It's, it's not on, it's not sort of just floating around and, and finding himself where he is. It's yeah. definitely been by design. So I said, well, what do you mean? He says, oh, he's got a one year old son. Um, and he said, she works seven days a week. He says, and that's just not where I'm at right now in my life. He says, she goes on her holidays and ev- takes everything with her, bow one holiday and, you know, there's this one week in the year. And again, please let me repeat, the admiration and respect that he has for this person is phenomenal. Yes. He says, but I, I, I'm not at a point in my life where I want that. 
and there isn't a price that I can put on that. And I said, but that's not the job spec. I said, that's a choice, and that's something that potentially is a choice that's made by your boss, whether that be consciously or subconsciously. That defines her. I said, if you look at the job spec, if you were to interview from an outside, coming from outside in, they're not going to say, by the way, we need seven days a week, 358 days of the working year. Or the, you know, that's just not how it works. <laughs> no. No, so, no. um, that that's the that's where I got to, and I it was a yeah, but no, there's a lot there, and I I sort of said that those things are created by you know there is delegation, there is better self management of time, there is people that get a better balance and enforce a better balance, and it got me thinking. That fundamentally m- makes that individual, that person who I do not know who they are. It might be that that is what they live for. But inadvertently, the leadership shadow that she's casting, and it isn't deliberate because, again, lots of positive things that he admires and would aspire to be as a leader or Mm. a, a, a more senior leader within the business. But this one in particular is the one that may stop him from progressing in his career. So I guess that leadership shadow that we, we leave behind, we, in, in our, in the development world, we often talk about, you know, understanding your strengths, knowing your development areas, and, and so on, so, so on and so on. But there are things that make you uniquely you. And I'll finish on one final point that brings you into this a little bit, Danny. You are the individual that will always take on 10 times more than anyone else and 10 times more than you probably should. Nothing's ever changed. Yeah. In 10 years of working with you, you've always been that no. person. And that puts an immense amount of pressure on you and you put it on yourself and you get it done. But if someone was looking at you and going, oh, I don't know whether I fancy that level of pressure and that level of work volume, it's your choice. So here's my question. How do we identify the things that make us uniquely us, but but we don't necessarily or should not expect other people to see that as great leadership because it's just, it may not be. It's, it's, bad, it's kind of bad habits, but it makes us who we are. And how do we communicate that with people to say, although I do it, this doesn't necessarily mean that that's your path as a leader. You know, let's talk and be open about the strengths, the weaknesses, the developmental areas and the things that you aspire to be. But let me tell you a few things I'm fully aware of that you should not see as necessarily a positive. Yeah, I, I think there's a there's a there's a load of stuff in here that springs to my mind listening to that example. Um, and without a doubt, you know, it involves dialogue. That's that's an important part of all this. You've got to have you've got to have cope, um, open conversations with people. I guess the first two things that I I consider in there is, first of all, my favourite behaviour breeds behaviour, which is a great example of that. And often when I say that phrase, behaviour breeds behaviour, people think that the behaviour is going to be mirrored, uh, but that's not what it means at all. It means your behaviour is causing a behaviour in someone else. And in the instance of your friend that you describe, his boss is, you know, extremely hard working lifestyle working seven days a week is a behavior and that's causing your friend to behave in a way that is I don't think that job's for me and so it is an important factor that to think 
you know, what I do has an impact on somebody else. Let's take it from that that line of, of thinking. The second part that immediately springs to mind is work-life balance or blend or whatever word you choose to use. But the point is, you know, we talk about and you hear that spoken about a lot. And I think you have to be very consciously aware of what that means to you as an individual, because what it means to you can mean something completely different to somebody else. So I am always, I have always been, you know, you know, I started work when I was 14 years old, working on markets, you know, 14, 15 hours a day on the weekends. I enjoyed it. And I've always enjoyed putting lots and lots of hours into my work and finding that then that, of course, minimizes or reduces the amount of time I get personally, or if you like, in my life, but it just pushes me to make the most of them. And I'm really comfortable with the balance that I have between the amount of hours I work and the amount of life that I have in. Um, and actually, I am far better under an immense amount of pressure than I am if I'm not. So I am really rubbish, actually, when I haven't got much to do, and I'm really good when I've got a lot to do. So that's great because that works for me, as it does for your friend's boss. You know, what what works for that person clearly is, you know, by design, how they like to do things. And in fact, if you said to them, stop doing that, you know, if they had somebody that was leading them that said, I don't want you to work seven days a week, um, that could have a detrimental impact on that individual. However, however, let's not lose sight of the fact that would need a conversation because, what we don't know in all of this, which is, is that person being put under the amount of pressure to deliver that and feels they have no choice? In which case, that's a completely different conversation on a completely different podcast for a completely different day. So let's assume in this instance that the person that we're referring to here, your friend's boss, we don't need to make an assumption sorry like uh, genuinely it's not it's not it's not impressed upon you know uh, there, there are times where um his boss will spot that he is overloaded and she will actually take control and intervene because he won't say anything about it and she will clear his diary for three days so this this is the point this is the and and it might be that she is doing all of the same things and saying don't do what I do, I do here. This is not what I recommend. I guess so. I think in in the but also there's still this whole perception he has of that's what leadership is or that's what senior leadership is in this case. The the further you climb the tree, the age old, the more you're gonna have to work and you're gonna have to give up your life and. Yeah, so I, I sorry, I, I'm interrupting just because on this occasion I can categorically yeah. say there's no expectation that everybody else. Does. And I think well, well, that's I mean that's that in itself is great. Um, I think the point I'm making though is that this is a conversation where it is choice rather than um, enforced, and we'll have to pick that up as a different conversation because it, you know, it is an important factor because. You know the outputs and the you know the benefits and and where this conversation will go will probably differ depending on whether that was you know somebody feeling like they have to do it. So so we know in this instance the person is quite happy to do it and and everything we talk about here is where a person a leader has made the choice that they they just love what they do. I don't know they get a buzz from it. You know they can't get enough of it. You know it makes them feel fulfilled. It makes them feel motivated. It makes them feel inspired. 
But actually, those around them are going, oh, blinking heck, that looks like hard work. That's, you know, I don't think that, I'm not cut out for that or I'm not made for that. And I have had, I have had, in my working life, people have that conversation with me to say, you know, I can't keep up with the amount of hours that you do. When I, you know, back in the days of working for somebody, I've had members of my team just, you know, say, I feel really guilty because you're always here at the end of the day when I I need to go home. I've got to pick my kids up. And it's what, you know, you, you try and then think to yourself, they shouldn't feel guilty about having a different way of working to what I feel and what I do. And, and this goes back to where I started with this is it's all about dialogue. And it's about helping somebody understand how, they can be the best that they possibly can, but also fit that in and around their lives and, and them as people. Um, I, um, I, I have a friend of mine who's, who's brilliantly good at working. You know, they can work flat out for four or five hours and get twice, three times done than the average person would do in that time. But then they're done. You know, they're spent. They've had enough. They've, they have to stop. We're all different. That's the point, isn't it? We're all different. And people feel compelled sometimes, behaviour, behaviour, compelled to react in a certain way. I use the example, I've probably even talked about it on these podcasts before. Um, You know, the boss that sends out an email at midnight and the team then start going, oh, my boss always sends an email out about midnight, about the next day. I better stay up. That's when it's gone wrong. That's when your legacy is building the wrong picture i think yeah yeah no i agree with you and this is starting to shape up for me and it's about striking a balance we often talk about when it comes to developing your personal or leadership brand around what are your strengths in the right now what are your developmental areas and then one of the exercises is to go and check that understanding with other people check that perception is reality But there's also that bit in the middle between the two that says, which are the bits that are uniquely your choice? What are the bits that you know you do, but you wouldn't ask of others? And and, but also in their development, they shouldn't assume that that's what makes a good leader or a or a colleague. And I think this is the bit that's really been playing on my mind. Is I, I have exactly the same sort of small habits that are my own. When I go away in the UK with my family on holiday, for some reason, my brain says I can answer the phone and check my emails all day. If I go overseas, I'm far stricter, far, far stricter. But for some reason, I'm in the UK. I'm in the same country as our head office. And therefore, I go, same time zone, just give me a call. Between nine and five, just, just give me a call. And I can be out, uh, you know, walking on the beach or I could be walking in the hills, wherever we are. And I've got no problems taking that phone call. But that's unique to me. Uh, not unique to me. Other people will do the same thing. People will do it on their, their summer holidays overseas, as in this case. You know, my friend has explained that his his boss does. But it's about unpacking those bits and, and talking to people about they are things that I've set as standards of excellence for myself. They're choices that I make that aren't role-specific. And they're not. And I think this is the... People get confused, in my mind, between the job spec and the role specification and the behaviours that they see people 
uh, input into the role, and you've got to departmentalize those because in this case, the shadow that's being cast is someone is making a, I believe, potentially a decision based on what they see, but not is not what necessarily is being asked. So talking, going back to your point around dialogue, and this is this is the purpose of why we do these things. Yes, it's for us to chew mm. the chew the fat on this and 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 kind of get our heads around it. But I guess in that self development zone and self awareness and holding that mirror up to yourself, wouldn't that be a great exercise? I've never done it. What are the things that are unique to me that I wouldn't ask anybody else to do that aren't necessarily part of my role, but they're behaviors and standards of excellence that I've set for myself that make me feel good, make me feel motivated, energized, and inspired. Keep me on the straight and narrow. I have certain things and certain behaviors. Mine is mourning. You know, people can relate that to, well, I went on a a self-management of time program and it's what's your best time of day? Well, yeah, that's fine. But ultimately, I love getting in the office. And for the, I, I remember for many, many years, for no reason other than I'd just come here and sit and get in the zone. I'd get into our head office at like 6 a.m. I may not even have a deadline. And I'd sit there till 8.30 and that was my time. I'd work sometimes. I'd maybe read a book, get a cup of tea, whatever it may well be. Yeah. But that's, it's almost like, Okay, I've got to vocalize that no, there is zero expectation that anybody else should do that or see that in order to <laughs> yeah. progress or, in, in this case, choose not to progress because they don't want to get in at 6 a.m. every day. And you're right, behavior breeds a behavior. And I think there's all, there's a couple of shadows you can cast. Some of them yeah. absolutely brilliant. And in this case the majority of it's brilliant but one thing is could potentially change the sh- the direction of someone's career i'm being potentially over dramatic but that's the that's the key part for me the choice it definitely could it it definitely could and i know i i without a doubt have had and heard many conversations similar to this where somebody said you know yeah, I've, I've approached going to conversation and said, you know, do you fancy your boss's job? They're going, no, not a chance. I'm doing their job. You know, their their phone never stops ringing or they're, you know, this, that and the other. And it's like, well, yeah, but they, that, you know, that, all those things are that that's just the way of handling it. I've got a task then. Here's the task. Here's, the, here's what I think would be a good task to do. I saw you smiling. I, I know. Saw a light bulb moment. I was thinking about it when you were trying to describe it. I thought, how do you turn that into a bit of a learning, you know, team type activity? You yeah. could sit with you could sit with your team. Everybody gets the same piece of paper, right? And it's an open yeah. discussion rather than just a reflection. Divide the bit okay. of paper into four, so four four boxes. At the top, uh, the things I do that work for me and work for others. The things I do that work for me but don't work for others. The things I do that don't work for me but work for others. And the things I don't okay. do that don't work for me and don't work for others. That four, there's your four boxes, right? And then have that conversation. Go, right, so let's say that example, Luke. So you go, I really like getting into work at six o'clock in the morning. That works for me. But your team members might say, that doesn't work for me. I hate getting up at that time in the morning. So that's a works for me, but doesn't work for everybody else. And by doing that, you could almost build a picture within the team of people that you work with of the yeah, traits nice. and behaviours and 
all those things, I, uh, we can add this into our program. This is brilliant. Uh, th- these are the things <laughs> that then build up this sort of understanding of who we are. And then our legacy, which is what this is about, be aware of your unintended leadership legacy, becomes be aware of your intended leadership legacy because then when you leave and your peers and your team move on or whatever happens they go god I had this boss that was so aware of the impact of their actions and helped me become aware of the impact of my actions that I understand why I do what I do the way I do it but not only that I feel inspired to share that with other people I absolutely love that and I think uh as an exercise, the one intangible in there is right now seeking high performance is a big thing in organisations. My God, what an open and honest way Brilliant to way. work with one another. Um, look at where certain people will potentially work better together in certain situations and uh, as as others. So when you're looking at project work or anything like that, you're you, what you're not seeing. This is almost a really simple version of a personality profiling exactly without- the same thing it's like a, a real basic <laughs> myers-briggs or a insights profile isn't it this is what i like this is what i don't like this is what i like in others this is what i don't like in others type stuff yeah exactly exactly but also you can you can that, as that evolves as you become more familiar with one another you can use it as a review technique for how it worked within the in terms of the, the project yes and- you can because there's one there's one thing that's certain in terms of personality profiling. Although the science, you know, when when taking that test, um, it captures your your mindset in the at that moment. There's a lot. There is a lot of reading out there that absolutely confirms that you could, in a different mindset, answer the question slightly differently. Yeah. Now I know that it's set up in a way that it almost captures that. But all of the four quadrants that you just talked about, would they be the same in a pressurised environment? Or, you know, in a social environment or whatever it may well be, it could have a a far deeper um, and agile way. And I think that's the the thing sometimes with personality profiling. It's it's agility and the application can can sometimes be just as challenging as the realization itself and i think in this one it's it's a it's a real it's an it's doing it together and i really enjoy that i really enjoy anything i'm going back to personality personality profile i'm yellow so i love anything doing as a team so i will use it as a reference but (laughs) danny well done Uh, well done i kind of it all makes sense doesn't it that whole head of head of uh, design and delivery <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely yeah i like coming up with ideas like that there you go that's 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 the that's the bit i do do quite well but um i i just think and, and i've said it now a number of times if you drive dialogue about this subject and about this that can only ever have good yes. positive consequences absolutely i i, I can't see why I mean, it might be, it could be quite a tricky discussion to have because you might learn things that you don't particularly enjoy hearing. Uh, Members of the team might hear things they don't enjoy hearing. But the benefits of getting those things captured, understood, connected. There you go. We've talked about that over the last three podcasts, the word connected. But what a great way of connecting a team together based around the concept of a connected legacy. Maybe that's even it. 
Maybe it's also about the team. It is. Maybe that's maybe we missed a trick here. Maybe it's also about you've got a team of people. Is that a team that people aspire to be a part of or not? Do people look on the outside in going, God, I wouldn't want to work in that team. They work far too many hours or they do, you know, they work under far too much yeah, stress or whatever. And that team manager is always going, why don't everybody ever going to come and work in my team whenever I'm recruiting? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what the benefits could be? I think it's certainly worth exploring. And and your your final note is the dialogue. M- mine would just be about being being more consciously aware of the things that make you new, uniquely you, that have made you uniquely successful in, in, in whatever you deem as success, um, but ones that be aware of that leadership legacy and shadow that you cast, the bits that you absolutely believe people should look to and aspire to. Um, and, we, and, and then we as humans have our own innate ways of doing things that just make us us. And that's, that's good. So there's a couple of things that we need to do to draw this to a close. I think we need to write an article on this. So in our website, in the learning space, in the next week, we'll have this written to an article with the tool as well. So it will be in there. Let's have a tool as well. Let's yeah. have that template. The, tem- the template with some context. We'll put that into the learning space on the website. I will put the questions that Danny asked and I'll make sure they're in the descriptor. So whether you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, they will be in there so you can get going straight away if you want to. Um, but... An episode for me that I've thoroughly enjoyed, Danny. Thank you for helping me, yeah, me too. navigate uh, my brain. <laughs> um, and no thank problem. you to everyone for listening. As always, we yeah. will see you in a week. I know. It'll be around in no time at all. I look forward to it. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.